Good morning, or afternoon, or evening, or night, or whenever you listen to this podcast. Thank you for joining me. I genuinely appreciate it. My name is Harrison Barron, and you're listening to the Brutally Honest Podcast, uh, where I am your host, and I'm going to take you on a wild adventure. Um, so, first things first, right off the bat, still have the giveaway going on till the end of this month. I think we got, what, 15 days from the day this thing's posted. Uh, it'll be ending on the last day of September. So, hop on there. You can sign up on the website. Um, you can sign up on, uh, I have a link in my Instagram. But the website's probably the easiest. You hop on the website, brutallyhonestpodcast.com. Go to extras. You'll see right at the top the giveaway. Hop on there. Name, email, all that good jazz, and um, you'll be entered in for a chance to win a draft top. It is the ultimate beer drinking tool. With that being said, and I also want to say thank you for the for the uh, for the giveaway, the ability for me to do a giveaway. Um, next is the thank you to Hanging Hills Brewery. Uh, they sent me down some delicious beer. Um, I they also sent me down some apparel as well. They sent me an IPA and a Pilsner. Highly highly recommended. They're up in. Uh, Hartford, Connecticut. Don't hate me if I'm wrong, but somewhere in Connecticut. Delicious, delicious beer. Uh, hopefully, going to be taking a ride up there soon. Go meet with the guys. Um, so, thank you so much to them for sending it down. And then, last but not least, thank you to none other than the Nerds That Care for sponsoring the podcast. They tri- contribute a tremendous amount of support to the show, which allows me to keep it going. Um, Nerds That Care is. A IT company located in Bohemia, New York. However, because of how technology works and all that good jazz, they pretty much have the ability to work from anywhere um, on your computer, unless it needs a uh, to be physically worked on. However, the remote software that they're using is state of the art, allows them to work from anywhere as long as there's an internet connection to fix your issues. Um, they deal with things like help desk support, data encryption, backups, which are huge right now. And security compliance for a lot of these uh, agencies coming up currently, law firms, financial institutions, um, insurance agencies, and there's a whole slew of them that are going to have to abide by some serious laws and regulations come December and come February. They will have some pretty crazy guidelines that they have to follow to make sure that customer data is secured. So... I'd like to welcome my buddy Billy and my buddy Vincent, who are both successful entrepreneurs, and they share their ridiculous stories. Alrighty, thanks for listening. I have, I have my buddy Billy and my buddy Vinny here. Uh, Vinny's an entrepreneur, and Billy is obviously hev- heavily involved in real estate and, and all that good jazz. Flipping like crazy. Is it really? Flipping, yeah. Market's we're, crazy? We put out 16 properties in the last, what, 11 days? Uh, marketing? Nuts. I, I think that, uh, wait. wait. <laughs> what? Just say it. Uh, I'm, I, this is my first time on a podcast. Let me get let me get in the right seat here. Right? <laughs> yeah, you have a double YC for this guy. <laughs> oh God, terrible. So 
Anyway, it's nice to be here. Thank you for having me. Hey, no problem, man. And Thanks for nice being here. It's nice to be with my buddy here, who's uh, sure not only buddy? my buddy, my mentor, oh, uh, thanks, as man. well as uh, and just an amazing person. So Back at you. Yeah. We only hang out with good people. Vinny, you're so loud I can hear you without headphones okay. on. Okay. That's, that's great. That's good. That's good. Right. I, lo- I love it. I, I love it. Everybody else fucking with you. got that deep, sexy voice. Yeah. <laughs> if, you need, if you need me to pull the mic closer, feel free to just... You could pull something. I don't know if it's the mic. But... <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do? I am. Uh, so I know you're an entrepreneur. I am an entrepreneur. Serial entrepreneur. This Cereal. guy's built. Oh, and he's sold. the guy you were telling me about. He's built and sold a lot of companies. Holy shit! Yep. Yeah, I've been doing it for a while. Uh, as my buddy here has a license plate, flip it. You know, we uh, we create businesses, we develop them, and then we we ultimately flip them. So right now, I'm in the uh, electric bike business. Uh, Big Cat's a brand, and uh, oh, that's you, yeah, Big Cat's. Oh, that's pretty cool. I see that shit everywhere. Uh, thank you. That's me, Big Cat. S- yeah, something's working. Something's working. Are you the Big Cat? I am. Is that where you got the name? He, from? He's the Big Dog. The Big. Oh, oh. why don't you name him Big Dog then? Uh, <laughs> he didn't sound as good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching Discovery Week. I was watching Discovery Week, and I saw Big Cat Week, Big Cat Diary. And they have like this, uh, you know, this this all this stuff back in like 2012. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, Big Cat's a cool name, you know. So it's something that I remember, people remember. Yeah. But entrepreneur, I mean, uh, business. Uh, I've probably been involved with uh, maybe ten successes and probably fifty failures. So yeah, you know, part of being an entrepreneur, right? yeah, that's, absolutely, that's what it is. Absolutely, it is. It is. So, uh, do you think the ten successes have out drastically outweighed the the fifty failures? Probably a thousand to you know thousand to one, one hundred. Really. One thousand percent. Vinny actually, he brought in. Uh, you know those chairs you sit in? They they like uh, massage your body. Yeah. Like he imported that business. He got it going. And he sold it. Years yeah. back, as yeah. a kid, he was young. Yeah, yeah. Funny story was that my business partner and I at the time we were on a carnival cruise ship. Okay. And every night before dinner, we would use these these uh, these massage chairs because you have like a stick, you know, stated dinner. Yeah, yeah. You got to be there a certain time. And uh, I would put thirty dollars in every night and sit in this massage chair. Long story short, thirty dollars every night, thirty bucks. How long is that? Five hours? Uh, it was let's see, it's a dollar a minute. That's thirty minutes. Oh, you get right, a little right. extra time. You know, I pass it around. You sit down. My girlfriend, you sit down. My yeah. buddy, you try it. <laughs> so, uh, at the end of the vacation week, I lifted a chair up. I saw the manufacturer. Yeah. I googled it. Next thing you know, I'm on Alibaba, and I'm uh, importing a uh, a massage chair from Taiwan. Put my own brand on it. But the real business, anybody could do that, quite honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The real business is that we created a business for people. We, we grouped them from two chairs to four chairs to ten chairs, and we put them in car washes, in malls, in flea markets. So that's where the business is. That's where the real business was. Mm-hmm. We, we catered to entrepreneurs who then bought packages, mm-hmm. and then we went out and duplicated that around the country. Yeah, he created a business in a box, yeah. sold it to them. They paid him X amount of dollars, and instead of him selling one chair, he was selling 20, 30, 50 at a time. And we were helping people get locations. We gave him a money counter, branded it. All looked perfect, you know, and, and that's really the key to business is really creating a turnkey system for people to go out and duplicate, and then they can become successful with it. Mm. So you're kind of putting, you're just making that, like you said, that little that little box turnkey system. Here you go, take it and run, and I'll su- I'll supply all the shit for you. It's uh, as Billy says, it's an evergreen business, and in his business, he can you know he can do the same thing by going out and 
teaching people about what he does, how to flip real estate, right. how to raise funds, how to grow out there and locate property. So he's able to now, and which is what he's working on, creating the business to do something like that to get it even bigger nationwide. You know, yeah. the Carlton yeah, yeah, Sheets. Yeah. You know, you want the big car, you want the beautiful women, yeah, you want the house. <laughs> here, here, you buy Billy Alvarez. Tommy Vu, remember Tommy Vu? <laughs> yeah. You come to my board, you come to my house, I make you the money, I make you the money. You want the beautiful blonde and the Rolls Royce? You that, come, you look, you buy flipping house of real estate. That guy's in jail, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Billy's doing little, everything little, but that. I'm doing all the right things. That yeah. guy just was a complete flake. Oh, my God, he was horrible. But the marketing message matches. It works. Listen, what, so we what, do, what we do makes money. Oh, absolutely. 100%. What do you do for marketing now? Because I'm curious, because I see big cats everywhere. Thank you. Well, you see them here because this is essentially is our home base in Long Island. Okay. So you'll... you'll, you'll oh, you're... We're in Holbrook. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We we just shipped our first bikes to Walmart last week. Holy shit. Yeah. You know, listen, it sounds great on paper. Not profitable yet. I'm building a business. These are the, like, it but looks listen, great. But that, listen, that's the business, though. But that's, listen, but that's in all due respect, when you're building a business, in the first couple of years, you're always going to run into loss. Yeah, you you never start out the gate. That's what happens. But you and know that's what, what, you know. What people say, oh, you know, Vinny, I see the bikes. These things are amazing. They're so cool. They're awesome. They just see the, the, the cool stuff. They don't see the grind behind it. They don't see the sleepless nights. They don't see Nobody trying does. to, but that's business, though. Absolutely. You know, and that's the, the part that people don't want to dig in. They don't want to magnify that. You know, they just want to scratch the surface and be successful. And they're never going to. And that's the difference between I've had many successes. And here I am at a point where, you know, I got one foot in the door, one foot on a banana peel. <laughs> you know, you, you could literally go either way, mm. but I'm not going to go the wrong way. I'm going the right way. But it is, it's, I'm taking everything I've ever learned and I'm continuing my to upgrade my education to make sure that we're prosperous and make sure that we are successful in what we do. Absolutely. So you're looking at somebody who, you know, I'm where he was, you know, four years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, now this guy is doing phenomenal. You know, Billy's it, so busy. I had to book this podcast two fucking months yeah. ago. For anyone, <laughs> literally, yeah. For you a, look at his so, calendar. So he's when somebody's every listening to this podcast, minutes. like, who's Billy Alvaro? Um, for anyone who doesn't know, I had to book this fucking thing in the beginning of July to get it in September. And yeah. and, and he was asking me on Tuesday. By the way, we're recording this on Thursday. On Tuesday, it's like, yo, it's 6.05. <laughs> you're on your way? I go, brother, look at your calendar. Yeah. I'm coming in on Thursday, <laughs> I'm, not I'm, Tuesday. I'm reading the, Stop the drinking. <laughs> I'm, I'm reading the wrong date. And, and actually, it's fucked up because I'm like, I'm like I have somebody here. And I have a friend of mine who's going to be coming on the show uh, in the next couple weeks. But she had declined the, the first invitation. Because I was like, oh, here's the two dates. Pick one, whatever. But it didn't decline on my calendar, which was fucking That's weird. weird. So it showed that I had one. So I was sitting here waiting. I'm like, uh, and then I looked, and I didn't realize I was on Thursday. So I'm like, uh, where the fuck's Billy? Billy's not By the one- way, he <laughs> introduced me punctual. to the online calendar, which I love. Thank you. Meeting requests. Everything I do, now it's so simple. Boom, email goes Meeting out. Request. On Outlook, right? I have people, Outlook, Google, whatever it is. I, I, I have people have it on Gmail. Gmail, yeah, whatever it is. If it's not my calendar, it doesn't happen. Right. That's where I'm at in my life now. But 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 getting him to spend some time with him is first of all it's a big testament. So you must be something important because this guy wanted to come over and see you and say, Vin, let's go. We got to do think a business I'm that spot. Important, but I must be. I, I, would, yes. <laughs> I feel very honored that Billy's here. I, 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 I feel honored. I have a life for you, dude. I like you. I mean, you, it was a good podcast last time. I had to run out early. I'm probably gonna have to run out again early tonight because we have dinner plans, dude. It's all but, good. But it's was he uh, the one that you got dinner with last time. Why no, can't we actually, do? Why can't we do? Last time was Brett. 
It was, it was Brett last night. Oh, okay. oh, Brett was on yeah. too? No, no. I, no. Took, I had to go meet him. I was running late. I'm flying down. He got all the Botox on his face. I pulled up like, I go, brother, you look like the Joker, man. What's up? His shit's all pulled back. He's a good dude. Another entrepreneur. He, he, oh, man. He's, trans- he's, love that, he's man. transitioning he's to a Caitlyn Jenner type uh, Brett. <laughs> I'm going to call him Brett, is Brett gonna, Jenner. Is he going to listen to this? Brett Jender. <laughs> no, he's a great dude, man. We, we have a lot of he's love awesome. for the guy. He's awesome. Fun dude. That's fucking funny. So now all these businesses, what businesses have – because I've heard Billy's story, and for anyone who hasn't heard Billy's story – I brought Vinny here for a reason. I want him to get on, on and – I was going to say, roll back to the other one. I don't remember what episode that was, but Vinny, I want to hear your stories because okay. Billy doesn't bring you for nothing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He costs a lot of money to get me here. It's a lot of money. <laughs> I'm, glad that he, I'm glad he's footing the bill because I am bro- – this thing hasn't brought in any money yet. <laughs> Not profitable. Well, maybe we'll – That's you know, okay, Maybe though. we'll bring some ratings to this. To this. You know, we'll, we uh, – but – the businesses were, you know, originally, just to back up, when I was uh, uh, 19, mm-hmm. I uh, well, my whole, I come from a whole family of mechanics, right? Okay. They all twist wrenches, and if you don't know how to twist a wrench, you're a fucking, I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't want to say, uh, you know, you know the R word, uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, but you're not that smart. You're not a man, right? So. My father's like, what kind of, you have no skills. Like, what, what are you going to do, you know? So... I made believe I went to Suffolk for a year. I was there for about three days. I, I used to drive believe. a Datsun B210 Silver. Windshield wiper didn't work. And I just bought, I didn't, my mom gave me $1,000 to buy books. And I just went out and bought books. And I went to my car and I noticed that my trunk was just a little bit open. And all my fucking books that I just bought were gone. And that day when I was in class, I said, what am I doing? I'm looking around. I'm like, I just don't belong here. I wasn't ready mentally to be at school with all these people. I wanted to be out in the business world. So fast forward a little bit. I go to, I'm at my buddy's house for pretty much a year. My mom thinks I'm at school all the time. (laughs) I'm my mom's like, wait, where's your, you know, aren't you getting like uh like, I don't even know what you get in college. Like a, a, Transcripts or uh, shit? Some, something. Credits? Where, yeah. Where's your stuff? I said, oh, mom, you know, I haven't been to school in a year. I'm sorry. I'll get you back the money. But this is a I, – I, I can't stand going to school. It wasn't for me. Yeah. What a loser. I can't believe it. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. So now I'm working in this warehouse. I'm driving a forklift. It's called MCN Distributors. You drove a forklift? Them. They distribute Ream, okay? Great air conditioning product, by the way. <laughs> they are a good air conditioning product. Good. I will give a testament to that one. So I'm I'm driving a forklift, and I couldn't be. I, I don't. I would drink every night. I'd be out. I'm trying to get laid. Trying to get laid. You know. <laughs> Keyword. 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 So next thing you know, I'm coming into work, hammered, smashed, driving a forklift. Is these air conditioners are 30, 40 feet up in the air, and I'm trying to get this forklift up. I literally dropped three a day. <laughs> there was a big a big whiteboard special. It said Vinny's Scratch and Dent Specials. Thank God I knew the owner of the company because I lasted about seven months, and then I would have been gone in like two days. You almost put them out of business. <laughs> I was going to say, fuck was he in business? Single-handedly almost put them out, and they're a multi-million dollar company. <laughs> So then I'm looking around, and I'm like, I don't know what to do. My dad's like, listen, you, you, can't, you can't do anything blue collar. you got to get into sales. I said, All right. I never tried sales in my life. I'm now 20 years old, and I see an ad, Raymond Chevrolet, sell cars, okay? I go in. I have Doc Martens on. 
I have a short a short uh, shirt, like a short sleeve shirt that I borrowed from my dad, and a shit tie. Okay, <laughs> I go into the, uh, to the uh, interview, and the guy at uh, Bill Ballin was his name actually. Though mm-hmm. if you listen to Billy, you dick. Thanks for not hiring me. <laughs> so I went in for the interview. He don't hire me. He says, listen, you know, we're looking for somebody polished. You're not polished. Okay. I said, I'm a diamond in the rough. I, I, that's the only thing I remember about the interview. You said, I'm a diamond in the rough? Yeah, yeah. I said, you got to do a little chiseling, but I'm going to you know, figure it out. So two weeks later, I get a phone call from this guy, Tom, the used car manager. Yeah, Vinny, you want to come down? You want to, you know, maybe we'll try and teach you used cars. No problem. Boom, I show up. Doc Martens, short tie. Every day, the same thing. So I'm working in this little trailer, like probably just twice the size of this room. Now I'm working with a bunch of used car salesmen, all right? Oh, man. I can just see it. Oh, my Cigarettes. We got another one coming in, Sonny. Another one. Ah. You're up. Who's up? Yeah. Yeah. It's a totally different world than, you know, the nice polished showroom. You know, it's a used car salesman. You're on a used car lot, right? So here I am, and I'm working there like about a month now. And this guy, Rocky Costa. So Rocky, if you're out here listening, it's hello to you. But Rocky Costa, who's gone on to become a powerhouse in, in, in yeah. the business, he would say every week, Vin, I need your paycheck. I'm like, for what? He's like, well, I, I got to cut your numbers out. I'm going to put it on my paycheck because I don't want my wife to see what I'm making. I says, really? I, I, no, I said, how much are you making? This guy's making like four grand a week. I said, Carl, how are you making so much money? Vinny, just give me a paycheck. Don't worry about nothing, right? Okay. Uh, every week. He give me $100. I give him his, my pay stub. He yeah. give me 100 cash. All right, I'll take it. <laughs> no problem. I wasn't even making I'm that much. cutting your numbers out. <laughs> I never seen anything like that before. So, and he would do little tricks. Like when there would be phone up, your phone would ring. What I noticed is that my phone wouldn't ring. Everybody's phone's ringing. And I'm like, yo, I go to pick up my phone. It's disconnected. Mm. He did it to me one time. I almost broke this guy's neck. He never did it to me again, right? (laughs) Everybody else, you go to grab your phone, there's a cord sitting there, not even connected. (laughs) Great trick. Great (laughs) trick for this guy. So he would always get the first call. Always, always. Whoever was on the up. And uh, so he kept you sharp. Kept me sharp. So and tell me if the story gets you know it's a little boring. I'll we'll move on to something else. So, yeah. so I get a tape as a gift. How to close any sale from Joe Gerard. Okay, now I put it in my tape player, and at the time I would smoke weed from the minute I woke up to the minute I went to bed. <laughs> a true story. Okay, I didn't listen to the radio. I became mesmerized about Joe Gerard. How to close any sale. You can Google it. It's available. Number one, I think he was in the Guinness Book of World Records. Number one car salesman in the world. Oh, shit, okay. I studied this guy morning to night, okay? I'm Not this guy. I listened to this tape. It became ingrained in me. It became my Bible, all right? Within three months, I went from living at home. I moved to West Isop with three of my buddies. House on the water. Nothing crazy, but house on the water. I'm 21 years old now. I'm out. I'm selling cars. I'm making money. Call Rocky Costa is not using my paycheck no more because my numbers are up. (laughs) So now somebody else is not doing it. I become the number two salesman behind Call. Now, Call is selling 30, 35 cars a month. Used cars, that's a lot of of revenue. Yeah. 
I literally, eight months in, got so comfortable, right? That I was making money. Now I'm going out. Now I'm partying every week. You know, I mean, listen, this is what it is. these guys were getting eight balls delivered every week, each salesman. <laughs> yeah. Everybody had their own eight ball. <clears throat> After that, you know, I said, no, I'm partying. I never did any of this stuff before, you know? And now I'm like, a customer come on the lot. I'm like, Alf. Yo, Bill, you take him. I don't even want to talk to him. Like, I got to the point where, like, I started to become, like, a dick. Yeah. I wasn't even t- – I felt like I'm not dealing with this guy. Yo, I don't even want to deal with him. I already got 20 cars out for the month. Yo, you take him. And I'd sit in the corner and be like, yo, I don't feel like talking to nobody. You became complacent. Complacent. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a, that's good. part of the story is that the complacency <clears throat> kills. Two months later, fired me. Shit. Out. I'm like, shit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Number one. Shit. <laughs> and they said, Vin – you're great, but you're out every night. You're barely – I was out every night. I'm barely rolling in, and I don't want to talk to nobody. Yeah. You come on the lot, see you later. I'm not interested. So then I started to – I got another job in sales. Now I realize that sales is where I'm at. So from that point, I got then completely addicted to personal motivation. I said, I'm going to turn my life around. Yeah, buddy. I'm stopping to be a loser. There you I'm, go. I, I ain't smoking. I ain't drinking. I ain't partying. I ain't doing nothing. I started to build laundromats and dry cleaners. I went to work for a, a company. They then put me in Suffolk. Then that area expanded to Queens, to Montauk. Then I opened a laundromat because there was a fire in Center Reach. customer called me. guy was 90 years old. He said, Vincent, I want to sell my laundromat. I know you do some brokering, blah, blah, blah. I said, this place is beautiful. I'll buy it. I bought the laundromat. I had it for three years. I flipped it. That was my first business ever that I flipped. At that point, that's the biggest check I ever got at one time, which then yeah. was 50 grand in my pocket. Like I was like, wow, this is, a, this is big, you yeah. know? That's when the whole idea, I didn't understand about flipping. I didn't understand about cashing out. I didn't understand about my exit plan. When you go through personal motivation, until this day, I'm 43 years old now, so I've, I've gotten a lot of experience now, <laughs> fast forward. But till this day, I am a student of development, getting my mind right, getting my my body, even though you don't see it, <laughs> but getting, my, getting everything done and continuing to be the best Vinny that I could be. So that's just sort of my little, you know, quick little story about how I went transformed from a, a blue collar to somebody who had goals, desire, ambition, direction, and wanted to you know get to the next level. Wanted talk, to be- talk about talk about how because we experienced a lot of the same things. I failed at my business. I was shitload ton of, ton of money in debt. Almost committed suicide. You went through a hard time one time. I did. Like, you lost almost everything. Absolutely. Friends, business partner, oh, business, money. I mean, this is a big one for you. Yeah, yeah. In uh, 2000. Only share what you're comfortable sharing, by the way. I'm, I'm open book, man. Transparent. You know, yeah. this is... this is. I don't want you to feel, like, obligated that you I'm can't not, do I'm something. Not, I would not, I'm, or you, you don't want to... I won't incriminate myself for anything, so... That's cool. <laughs> yeah, don't, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> but in 2006, my business partner and I... We just sold our company, which was the massage share company, called the Back Rubber. We sold for $1.8 million. Jesus. Yeah. So, we, yeah, yeah. so the checks got a little bit bigger, you know? <laughs> and uh, what happened was we were just doing real estate full-time, strictly full-time. 2008, 2009, everything just hit the bottom. 
market. We were losing money. We lost uh, 75000 on four deals concurrently. Each of us took a hit for, I don't know, maybe one hundred and fifty, two hundred thousand 200000 gone like that. Now, I had just gotten $350,000 check from the sale of my business. Now, that money literally gone. After taxes, which yeah. I, I pay taxes. Everybody pay your taxes, people. It's very <laughs> important. You don't want to not pay taxes. Oh, I just went through that whole thing. <laughs> oh, man. Audit sucked. Oh, I just my went through God. a major audit. Not good. This guy probably this guy probably paid fifteen million in taxes because he you know he kills it. But Not so, good. long story short <laughs> is that I was uh, trying to I was trying to chase the flip. I was trying to I got to get the next one. I got to get the next one, and the bottom was just falling out. It's like you're on an escalator, you're going the wrong way, and you're trying so hard to go up, and this thing is just going effortlessly down. Yeah. So. What happened was I started abusing pain pills at the time just to be, just to get off, just to get my mind, like, I didn't want to be in reality. Yeah. I was engaged at the time to a beautiful girl who was a nurse practitioner, and, you know, two two Vicodins became 25 Vicodins a day over a period of time. Damn. Lost my, lost my fiance, you know, we were going to get married. She's like, I'm not going to marry you when you're high. Sorry, my voice tonight. It's all good, man. This annoying fucking cough. He's, you know, he's. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, so what happened was I was abusing pain pills. My family didn't know. My friends, Chris at the time said, Vin, let me help you get help. Blah, blah, blah. No, I'm fine. Pushed him away. He was my business partner. Lost my business with him. Lost my fiance at the time, and literally hit rock bottom. And uh, when you're when you're in Miami and it's New Year's Eve week, and you're at the Delano and you're blowing through cash, and you run out of pain pills and you start to withdraw, and you then wrap up and take your chick and go home early because you want to get back to taking pills. I'm at rock bottom, man. That's yeah. where I was at. That's where my head was Fuck. at. So this is almost two years now that I abused them. And I had to hit rock bottom. I lost all my money. I almost lost my home. I lost my fiance. My pretty much lost all my close friends and family. I pushed everybody away. But the good news is that I wanted to stop. I wanted to, I just wanted to give up. I didn't want to kill myself. I wasn't at that point. I wanted to I just knew I wasn't born like this and I knew that there's nothing that control you were not born being controlled by alcohol, drugs, whatever the case may be. You're not born like that. That's yeah. a learned behavior. And going through personal development, you understand the way that the mind works. A lot of these bad habits and good habits, they're learned. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not born to hate. We learn to hate. We're the little kids. We don't hate each other when we're little. We just we learned that shit, you know? Yeah. So 2010 now we're talking about, I decided that, you know what? I got to go get professional help. Went to the doctor, put me on Suboxone. I started to take these little strips of Suboxone. Mm-hmm. And the doctor was like, you got to take four of these a day. Now, I started, you know, reading on blogs and everything else that, keep going, yeah. That, so, you know, these are. things are addictive just as much. Mm-hmm. So next thing you know, I tell my doctor, hey, I need to get get off this shit. Fast forward eight months, he helps me get off the Suboxone 
And next, the last visit that I had with my doctor, he said, Vincent, I'm sorry, but the DEA thinks I'm a drug pusher and I'm losing my license. I can't write you anymore. It's so boxing strips. Holy I said, shit. I said, it's Carmine Mondorano. I said, Dr. Mondorano, thank you. God bless you. You've helped me save my life. I don't ever want to touch the boxing again. Please don't. I don't want no strips. I'm good. I mentally was done. Mm-hmm. Finished. From that day, I never, ever touched another pill in my life from that day forward. Congratulations, man. Thank you so much. So for me, you know, it just, you know, and I'm, I, some people sort of put themselves in a box like I'm an addict. Yeah. Or they say, I'm, you know, you're an addict. I like to say that, you know what, that was two years out of my life. That was a chapter out of my life. I abused pain pills. But you know what? That doesn't define who I am. That doesn't mean that's who I am in the future. Yeah. That doesn't mean that that's who I'm going to be. That that little time period does not dictate my whole past, my whole future. Yeah. And so I tell people now, and I actually, I don't even care telling this message because my whole family knows that that mess that I was in is now my message. That test is now my testimony. Yeah. So, you know, now I've had to regroup. I had to rebuild from the start. And... Um, you know, I'm still not out of the woods, you know, where I want to be yet, but, but I'm definitely on my way, man. I'm That's definitely awesome, on my way, man. you know? So now how'd you get into, so how, well, actually. And no, I've got to mention too, God is a, I mean, is a big part of my life and it's a very, very important thing for me is that I had that spiritual, uh, you know, guidance and, you know, so I've always been a Christian. So that's always helped me in, in guiding my life, you know? Gotcha. Yeah. Bill, are you a believer in uh, God and whatnot? Um, all right. So here's my deal. I believe in a higher power, so I'm going to be straight with you. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't I, go to I, church. Yeah. I was born Catholic. I was raised Catholic. I went to church every Sunday. Mm-hmm. I, it's not that I don't believe in God. I believe in a higher spiritual being. I don't know if it is called a God. I don't know if there was a Jesus. I don't know if it was parables that were just made up. This is my own beliefs. Yeah, absolutely. But I know that this world is governed by a, a higher spiritual power than myself that we refer to as God. But I don't know what God is. Yeah. That's my view. Mm-hmm. But there is something, I think, a lot bigger and, and better than us out there that's guiding us. And I do believe that in the power of prayer. I believe that in the power of intention. I believe if you put out positive energy, it will come back to you tenfold. And I also believe if you put out bad energy, it's going to come back to mm-hmm. you tenfold. Um, it's, a, it's a boomerang. Good or bad. <clears throat> it you know, is. You're throwing a good boomerang, it's going to come back in a you, good way. You know, way. What, what I've yeah. learned about the spirituality piece, and it's interesting you brought this up, is that a lot of the motivational speakers that are out there, the way in which they speak about the mindset and about uh, about the power of of uh, not prayer, but they they call it the power of um, uh, the law of attraction. Yes, you put out. Yeah, yeah. It's very similar to what they preach in the Bible. Like I listened to Joel Osteen. He turned me on to Joel Osteen. Okay, and Joel Osteen's a, he's a. You mean the guy that didn't open up his church after yeah, Hurricane Harvey? Uh, well, yeah, Hurricane you, but that's <laughs> if you really got the whole story. Yes. And that's the thing. People don't get the whole, people story, don't get the whole story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, a whole a good st- buzz, it's a good buzz topic. Oh, it's right, great. Right, yeah, it is. But, I mean, he really couldn't open it up after you listened to the whole thing. But yeah. the way in which he what he preaches is really right along the lines of motivational speaking. And the only thing he does is insert God and Jesus. Mm-hmm. And he inserts the, the – he just pick, picks apart the, the Bible and puts out certain verses. It's the same thing with Think and Grow Rich. I mean, Napoleon Hill basically speaks about everything in Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Grow Rich, is parallel to, not everything, but majority of it is parallel to that in the Bible mm. on how you can get yourself out of a rut. The power of prayer, it's the power of 
self-belief, the power of putting positive energy out. It's so similar. It's just different words. And yeah. if I could just expand on that, for, and I know this is not a religious show or anything. No, absolutely. Whatever the but case fuck, may be, it should, but whatever it is, whatever. Vinny, whichever. I've talked about everything on this show for the most part. I, I, the only thing I don't think I've hit is hookers. <laughs> I can take care of that for you. <laughs> but I believe that the Bible is the ultimate personal motivation book. There is so many things that go within line, you know, to that. And I don't think it's necessarily going to church, doing it, repetition, blah, blah, blah. Because I'm still searching right now. And in between the churches that I want to go to, I believe it's a personal relationship that I have with Jesus Christ. Just a personal relationship. That's how I feel. It's not necessarily a building, a room, a speaker. Mm-hmm. It's just something that I'm guided by the Holy Spirit. That's just, I think religion divides people. I think actually spirituality kind of brings people together. Yeah, I agree with that. Yes, 100%. The, uh, no, the only reason why I ask is because the more and more I do these podcasts and the more I meet these um, successful individuals, I'm starting to realize that that seems to be a common theme amongst all of them is there's there's some kind of spirituality or there's some kind of higher power or whether it be God or some spirit or, or whatever it is. And I thought it was bullshit for the longest time. It's not. And I went to Tony Robbins and everybody's listening to this. You're like, fucking talking about Tony again. Tony Robbins I love is crazy. Tony Robbins. And Master Koo, some master with the spirits or whatever, he has us do all these different things. And he's like, you know, touch your palms and hold them out and close your eyes and wave your hands back and forth, basically. And you'll feel something push and pull. Like, you should feel something. It's energy. And I couldn't fucking believe it because you you literally feel it. And I'm like, this is the craziest shit I ever did. Just... You know, it's like this, and then it's like, oh, you know, feel other people's energy, give out energy, feel Every, the energy. Everything is energy-based. I mean, and if you I'm think like, about it all, we're, we're all energy. Earth? I'm like, this Well, is think about when you pass. Energy. What happens? You become, your, your soul leaves you. You're that energy. The energy that leaves. Fire, that fire, that, that's, that burning desire, something that's inside of you is just gone. And you see that, that, you see it in someone's eyes when you know when they're dead. Yeah. You, they just. There's just no more of the energy there. It's gone. You know, yes. It's drained. Yes. It's uh Which is what I call the Holy Spirit. You know, personally. You know, that's, yeah, how, yeah. that's, that's what I... It's, it's funny you say that because I, uh, I, I was out with uh, my buddy my buddy Vin out in uh, New York City a couple weeks ago, and I hope he feels better. I'm sure he's going to listen to this. He's, uh, he's, he's, uh, he has some, not disease, but he's an infection right now, so I'm hoping he gets over hope that. Hope you get better, Vinny. And, uh, but we're in there. We, I'm there. We're hanging out, whatever. And we stop at White Castle. He's like, you want to get White Castle? Go, Fuck no, I don't want to get White Castle. Disgusting. That shit is... Gr- I go, I'm not... I'd rather go hungry than eat White Castle. But when you're drunk at 3 o'clock in the morning, I wasn't it's the even best drunk. shit That's out there. A, oh, no. I wasn't even drunk. I don't even like White Castle when I'm drunk. That's when you know it's fucking bad. Yeah, it's bad. And there's like these three ladies working behind the counter. And they, like you said, they had like no soul. And I'm just like, life is like a video game almost. Like... These are the characters you can't actually be. They just exist. Like, I'm sure they have their own lives and things like that, but they just were like, they had no energy. And it was the, the, it is a lot of people out I'm there. Like, like, they walk through life dead. I'm like, this is so I never realized until I was there, and I was like, they don't, if I died across the street, they would not give a fuck that I got hit by a car or whatever it was. I'm like, these people just are there to do their job, and they go home. Like, they've given up all of their energy. Mm. Just, they're just walking through. I'm like, this is... Well, they say, like... And nothing against White Castle. People that work at White Castle, I've met... 
people Listen, it's a great franchise, fields, a super massive franchise, you know, great systems, <laughs> great as my systems. boy loves. Love the um, systems. Systems. Everybody should have systems. <laughs> Love the systems. <laughs> but when you have – when you have uh, – uh, you're either you're either helping somebody obtain goals or you're you're uh, obtaining your own goals. You're either working towards your own you know development for goals or you're working on somebody else's goals. Mm-hmm. So you, there's no in between. You're not you're never stagnant. You know you you're either moving towards a goal or you're moving away from a goal. Yeah. Um, and there's no in between. It's just the the way the law of the universe. Mm-hmm. You know. And I mean, is that what you would think as well? I mean, you. Listen, you've done it all. You're super successful. You've hit rock bottom. You've been at the top of the world making millions, yep. having a limo, having a limo driver, going wherever you want around the world, having the prestige, having Those the cash. Those don't remind right? me. It, it, but I, I got to tell you, it humbles you when you lose it all. It humbles the shit out of you. But oh, I believe were it. you were you? And let me ask you this: Were you happy <clears throat> having the nine hundred brokers, having the forty million dollars coming in all the time? No. Were you, was something missing? It was a hundred percent something was missing. I was driving my driving force back then, and I just had a conversation with this about somebody in Jersey recently. And when I was doing that, I was so far out of balance in my life. I gave up my wife at the house. I basically neglected her. She said, "You had an affair." On me, I'm like, I never fucked around. She goes, No, you did with your business. I mm. basically left her for my business. My business was my bitch, and I was fucking it until two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, literally, I was there from seven in the morning until two o'clock in the morning, working my ass off. And I, looking back at that experience, it's good that I did it because I had to experience it. Mm-hmm. Because I know now what works and what doesn't. I know how to build businesses, but at the same time, I also know that if you have focus on one portion of your life only, your health is going to suffer. Your relationship is going to suffer. Your friendships are going to suffer. Everything is going to suffer. I was I was financially a success, but every other piece of my of my life was fucked up. This time around, completely different. I party my ass off. I work my ass off. I love my wife. I hang out with friends. I party with family. Like I do it all now, in moderation. How? Oh, moderation. In moderation. In moderation. This whole past summer for three months, I didn't work that much at all. I'm lucky if I work two days a week. I'm lucky if I worked eight. Two months to but get that's a testament, though. That's a testament to having people's processes and systems. That's it. And yeah. that's sort of the building block of I, I, what I believe we're talking about is putting that in place. And if you don't have that in place, you can't fuck around all summer. You don't have the proper people. But, even, but even, even if you do have it in place and you're a workaholic and you're still out of balance, you're still screwed. Yeah. So you have to have balance in your life. And and regardless of how much balance you try to go for, there's always going to be something in your life that's out of balance because you're always. not God. You're not perfect. You're not right. 100%, right? There's always going to be a portion. Yeah. So we're, my job, my role is I'm constantly every six months, and I think I spoke about this right. in your last show, every six months I evaluate my life right. personally, financially, spiritually, relationship-wise, and I take something negative out and I put something positive in. Every six months since 2009 I've been doing that, yeah. and my life keeps on getting better. And it should. Literally, it keeps on getting yeah, better. That's it should. Awesome. And what you said about Tony Robbins, I mean, that's what, you know, these are all principles that they teach you in, in all of these personal motivation. Oh, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. The, um, it's, it was just crazy how that all tied, tied in. But Tony Robbins, one of the things that Tony Robbins speaks about, and I've actually, now I'm starting to hear more and more from other people too, is um, seminars. Go to seminars. And don't do like an hour, two hours. Do like a fully immersive seminar where you're spending 
you're spending qual like a large amount of time. You're spending a whole weekend or a week with with a, in a seminar, and you're and you're learning, and you're really getting fully involved in it. Where it's not just oh, you know, let me go here for two hours, and then I'm out of here. Like you're there, you're actually present in the moment. Yeah, you have to immerse yourself, and you really need to surround yourself with people who you want to be like with it or like minded. You don't pick up my phone call, so. <laughs> well, you're not you're not in the club yet. Uh, Obviously, he's hanging out with me. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, if you guys out there can see these guys, Vinny, Vinny's you know he's wearing a white shirt, bull guy. He looks like a fucking polar bear. And I got Harrison over here, bull guy, and the heaviest side looks like a fu- he's wearing a black shirt. Looks like a fucking like a, like a grizzly bear. He look he looks like you look like an MMA fucking. Uh, you look like an MMA meets Butterbean. You know the. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Thanks, yeah. No, Thanks. In, in the most respected way, I don't want you fucking. Me up. I want you guys <laughs> to put the gloves on right now. Put the fucking gloves on. I don't want you fucking me up. No, no, I no. Never, I, no I, don't, I don't fight. I don't fight. I don't fight. <laughs> he doesn't have to fight. We went. I'm not going to say we were. We were at a club, and uh, there was a little bit of an altercation, and this guy was it, really in my face. I, I'm such. I'm such. An, I was so smiling. I'm like, I'm like, brother. All I asked you was, you know, yeah, how you doing? What do you mean? How am I doing? I'm like, oh, I don't have any time for this. I'm like, come on, Kev, let's get out of here. Vinny grabs him by his throat. He's like, oh, it's my friend. What do you have? Give him some fucking respect. And I'm like, Vin, no, there's like 12 other guys. He's like, ah, fuck this guy. Give him some respect. <laughs> I Chris, thought we were going to throw Christian down like. right there. And I'm like, but he protected his guy. And the guy's like, all right, sorry, buddy, sorry. And, and, you know, that's the funny part is that people are like, yo, Vin, you say you're a Christian, but, you, you know, you like to have a drink or you like to like to have smoke. I said, like, you know, you're not God, God. You know, he hates to sin, but he loves a sinner. You got to remember that when no one's perfect, you know? Yeah. And I don't, I don't intend, you know, whoever is listening here, don't think, don't judge me that, you know, that I'm not perfect and I, I out trying to help people. I think, I think the more I talk about it, the more I try and even help myself too. It's another constant reminder of, re, you know, putting your, where your mind's got to be on the right page, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, uh. That's funny that he's grabbing people's throats, but no, you you definitely <laughs> in a nice way. It's all about in the most <laughs> nicest way possible. And yeah. I think it was his face. I don't know. Yeah, was yeah, a- yeah. <laughs> but his hands are so big and covered his chin, yeah, his neck. Mitts. Mitts. You know, yeah, and, I don't uh, like to fight. I don't like to fight. Obviously, you didn't have to fight the guy. You no. scared the shit out of him. You know, <laughs> I was, I was, I was conveying my energy over to him. I, yeah. And that's actually funny. I saw a zap of energy leave that guy. He was all amped. It was right after that fight, by the way. The fight right up top. Oh, yeah, top yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally yeah, right after that fight. With the fight yeah. And he was all amped up, this guy. And I got to tell you, within 30 seconds, the energy left him and went right to me. It was the sickest thing I've ever seen. It was really sick. grabbed it out of him. Grabbed it out of him. I hypnotized him. That's fucking fun. I watched a video the other day, and this fucking, this dude is on the the subway and screaming at this dude. He goes, I'm not going to fight you. You're just making yourself look like an (laughs) idiot. And for like three minutes, and the the dude was just like, like you just saw him. Did he choke hold him? No, he was just like, he didn't even hit him. He was just like, he's like, you make yourself look look like an absolute idiot in front of all these people. I'm not going to fight you, and if you hit me, I'm just going to knock you out. So just sit down. Like, I don't want to have a confrontation. <laughs> He's going and going and going. And then, like, after, like, two or three minutes, he just, like, sat down. And it was, like, everybody started clapping for the one dude. Yeah. I'm like, that's – like, he didn't even have to hit the kid. I YouTube uh, – like, you, I love YouTube. I don't even watch TV anymore. I just watch YouTube. That's it. Literally. I don't, yeah, I don't literally. even watch YouTube that much. I'm but. on YouTube, but it's nice is that – Whatever direction you're going in, like it sort of you can it sort of continues you down that road. Yeah. So I like watch you watch these one punch, you know, or subway fights. I'm like, oh my god, these people are nuts, you know. That shit's the stuff that comes on at two o'clock in the morning when yeah. you go too far in the YouTube world. But you know, today everybody you know, next thing you know, you pull out a gun and you know, who yeah, it's you crazy. know next thing you know, what you, fucking you, you getting sh- 
Next thing they're getting shot, you know. I don't want to be shot. I want to help people. I want to. I, my goal, and I know Billy always feels good about this, is that if I can help people, if I can help you unlock your potential, then that's going to come back to me in, in a huge way, and it feels amazing. So people come to you and say, Vinny, thank you for helping me or giving me that guidance or, you know, just that word of advice or, or linking me up with that person. Mm-hmm. That feels good, you know. That's yeah. a good thing. The um, in in just the podcast world, it's I'm getting all these people now, and they're like, "When are you gonna start monetizing? When are you gonna start monetizing? When are you gonna make money? Like, when are you gonna get?" So-? I'm like, "I'm not doing this. First of all, I'm not doing this for the money. If it was for the money, I'd have logos yeah. of companies plastered in the room. I just find alcohol and whoever. If you bring your own card or whatever it is, I'll throw it up there. But the other thing is, the most rewarding part about this whole thing is I get to have people on here, and then they share it out with somebody and like. Somebody's like, holy shit! I didn't know that. I didn't know that about you, Billy. Or I had a kid on the other day, and he's sending me. He's like, um, people, people are texting him, and they're like, dude, I, I never knew you had a story like that. Just because I heard your story, I am now living a different life or a better life because I know that the struggles you went through and realize how much it sucked for you, and I have it ten times better. So why am I complaining? And I'm gonna work work harder. And they're sending me these messages, and I'm like. That's the best part about this. Yeah, you're building something. How, how long have you been doing this podcast now? Uh, with all nine listeners, probably since uh, all, all April. <laughs> now, of this year? April of this year? Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, Can so. I ask you a question? Yeah, And absolutely. By the way, I've never been on a podcast. been on radio uh, a couple of times. been on some TV. I'm still waiting for Billy to ask me. He hasn't asked me. Yeah, yeah I got to have you guys in a radio show. <laughs> I do. I got to have you guys in a radio <laughs> that show. That whole radio show. We have real be, listeners. Bleep, 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 bleep. Hey, my, yeah, mom, yeah, my mom's way, listening. Yeah, they, they don't curse in the radio. <laughs> no, I learned yeah. that one. Yeah, I, I, I threw the F bomb out there. It doesn't fly with them. Yeah. It hit, does not fly with the radio guys. You got to hit the fucking Howard Stern uh, bleep button. You know, they, you know, whatever they call it. Yeah, but yeah. I've never been on on a podcast, and I keep hearing about podcasts and and stuff like that. But do you do you link this up with like a Facebook Live? Like, can you? I have, will be because so that seems like a good platform. Ca- yeah. So that little camera up there will be for Facebook Live. I'm still trying to figure it out because I don't particularly like it where it is. But it seems like you can do it from. Literally, any self. I mean, Grant, oh, yeah, I'm the yeah. only guy not on Facebook, believe it or not. But I, you know, I see people that are talking about you know Facebook Live and Facebook Live or Instagram Live, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It just seems like a good platform that you could probably make a hybrid of of this, yeah, as well as that. So right now, YouTube seems to be the big market with everybody. Okay. So, so fa- it's YouTube, yeah, live. Facebook Live. I could hit a lot of people. I have, I have a like 1,500 friends on there. I think or something like that. Just people I've accumulated over the, over the years, but YouTube is great because then they don't have to be my friend. They can just right. stumble upon the video and stumble upon the video. So I'm actually in the process right now of trying to figure out how I'm going to get the cameras working and all that jazz. But that's that is. Well, the next what step. is your goal with this though? With this podcast, what what are you looking to do with it? I mean, I know just you just did people, it in the, begin, in the beginning just to. I mean, if I it, hey, I tell everybody, if I make money, awesome. If I make money, that money's going right back into this thing. Better mics, better right. gear. I could pay somebody to sit here and monitor the audio. Um, hopefully visual at some point. If I make money past that, awesome. Would I love to have my own space where I can just have people come in and hang out outside of the podcast or I could have a live audience that they want to come and watch? Awesome. But if I don't make a nickel on it, will my kids come up to me and say in whatever, 10, 15, 20 years, whenever I have children, and they say, Dad, what did... What did you do when you were 25 years old? I was like, oh, you're in for some stories. Listen to all this shit. 
Because this is what I actually did. It's not sugar-coated. I didn't hide nothing from you. Right. It's all in the podcast. And these are the people I was meeting at 25 years old. So That's good. But this is exactly, and it all comes full circle, you are taking your side hustle. Mm-hmm. This is your passion. Mm-hmm. Regardless if it's monetized or not yet, <clears throat> this is something that, you know, whether two people listening or not, whatever, my, my, my mom would be the only one maybe listening. <laughs> but And probably his mom, you know. But if... You can take your side hustle, and you're willing to do it for free, and you turn your passion. You get to the top of your field because you don't know where the start, you know, where, where fun begins and work ends. Exactly. And people don't get that. They just, I want to do it for the money. Okay, well, why don't you find something you like, and then the money will come. The money always you follows. Know, people, people don't, don't get, that. get that, man. Yeah. I got people that are like, oh, you know, I'm going to get you in the studio. <laughs> I'm going to get you advertisers. I'm like, when the fuck did I ask for any of this? Right. I didn't. If I needed them, I could. I'll put out a LinkedIn post and get ten hits on. Hey, I would sponsor your show for X amount of dollars. I'm not. That's not the point of this. But I could see it that you. First of all, you're into it, you know, and and I'm never passionate been on about it. it. Very yeah. passionate, and I, you could tell that that's going to grow into something. Hey, listen, man, you got two studs on right now, you know. So <laughs> you know, you're doing something right, you know. And I'm. I would actually love to come back and do it again, you know. I don't care if nobody listens. If we just fuck around, sit that's around, the best you know what part. I, mean? I don't do it. I mean. I, Gratefully, knock on wood, I'm super thankful. I just hit 5,000 downloads the other day. Nice. Which is, oh, nice. That's good. Yeah, it's, that's, that's, that was a, that was a, a huge milestone. milestone. So yeah, exactly. now, isn't that where you start to get some money, like on, where you can monetize when you certain I could. Yeah. I could. But where, where are you putting this on? Blog Talk um, Radio? iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Nice. So, and you don't do nothing on YouTube at all, right? No. I mean, I have a couple videos up there. I'm going to start. I, I still. I shouldn't say I'm going to start. I have to layer an image over the audio, and I could post up there, but... It can be a still, any kind of, it can be a still shot. Right? Yeah, it's very hard, like most, I, I don't look at those videos, and I know if I'm not even willing to click on it, it's nobody, yeah, yeah, yeah. nobody else is going to. Right, you're going to so, have a live video on it. Yeah, so I'm probably going to set up a little camera somewhere over here, it'll it'll cast on us, or wherever it is, and then I'll go from there. But that's that's the ultimate, but once I in, get on there. You're in business. But First of all, just taking action is the first step. Yes. People, you know, they, they all sit home jerking off thinking about it. But you actually went out and bought a mic. You got a shitty headphone. I mean, <laughs> I'm, jo- I'm joking with you. I'm joking with you. <laughs> you got to get air conditioning. This we talked about it last time. <laughs> Holy shit. You're still hot? I'll go to, I'll, I actually cracked the air conditioning down. Right. What do you mean? Open the door. You got Mexican air conditioning. You let the air in. <laughs> I'm, I'm half Mexican. So. <laughs> I'm, I'm allowed to say that. I'm, I'm He's blessed. actually African-American. He's got his 23 of me back. North African. I'm South African. <laughs> My girlfriend's like Vincent. Why? Why is your penis black? I'm like I. I'm North African. <laughs> she said I don't understand. I said baby, and I hope she he is. Here's the proof. proof. Twenty three and you. Yeah, baby, and you better leave a comment wherever you read this thing. Uh, that is true. I want to stick with twenty three and me. I'm actually dying to do twenty three and me. I, want I to... did it. Oh, did you? Uh, that's why he did it too. We're really yeah. African American. Yeah. Are you really? Yeah. Hundred fucking percent. Hundred fucking percent, man. Yeah. I'll bring him. I'll bring him my results. I'm a. I'm an Akinese Jew, African American, Italian, I knew you Portuguese. Had some Jew in you. I'm a I knew fucking. It. I, I bark, dude. I bark like crazy, man. My ancestors is fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Everything and everybody. <laughs> oh, now you're getting me fired up. Now I want to do it. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It though. takes a while though. You got you spend the little hey, thing in like two couple, weeks, couple weeks. Oh, that's not too bad. But it's kind of cool, dude. It. You go online, they give you like a break. And what's sick about it? I didn't opt in to do this. They tell you how many of your ancestors are in the database that you can connect with. I have 348 people who are in the database right now. 
that are like ancestors that I can connect with and figure out who these people are. I don't want to do it. I'm going to have a... Uh, I'm <laughs> I don't want to do it. I'm going to come into the summer blowout with all my ancestors I don't know that are going to be, you know, I'm going to send out a, a link and say, come on, come on down. We're, we're having a big barbecue. We've got some sort of relationship going. Listen, you put your DNA out there, all of a sudden you're going to have five kids you didn't know fucking <laughs> out there pop up. <laughs> oh, daddy! Daddy, what's going on? I don't need it. I don't want it. I'm protecting my identity. <laughs> I'm doing this for my own safety. That's it. <laughs> That's it. No kid's going to be knocking on my door. Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> Vinny's like, oh, that Thank God nobody's listening to this. Right. <laughs> Vinny's exactly. going to go home later. Oh, what's that thing that Billy was talking about? <laughs> I have 700 relatives and 13 kids? I can't afford that. Oh, Listen, man. the... the, the uh, the pe- there's people out there who use all of his DNA shit to track down who your relatives like. Oh, kids I had I had kids that were adopted. They fu- you know they, it's through DNA they find you now. The, I had my friend Heather on here and uh, she was talking about it and she's like, yeah, I did. Um, I think it was 23andMe or I think it was Ancestry. Um, and the same thing, a little spit test. And she's like, yep, I was able to track. I wasn't able to track my biological parents, but I was able to track down um, between that and all the research I've been doing. I was able to find a cousin from I think California, Heather. If and you listen, just pardon me if back. I get some of the details wrong. Thank you. Um, but she's like, yeah, I'm trying to track them down. I found the doctor who delivered me, and or at least allegedly delivered me. And I'm like, that is fucking insane. Just it's from spitting it on tube, you could insane. figure out who all these people were. And she's like, yeah, I'm meeting with all these people, and I'm like, this is insanity. Yeah. Absolute insanity. It connects. It really does. Just it pulls back the curtain. Like there's no hiding anything anymore. You, oh, you, you can find out anything about anybody. Yeah, anytime, like man. That. Yeah, like that. It's it's fucking crazy. And the, the scariest shit. And to bring bring technology in this whole thing. I don't know if you guys watched the iPhone X come out. The new no, iPhone that came out. I just out. saw the ad today on it. So it has. I'm facial, not an iPhone guy. Uh, okay. Facial recognition. Uh, yeah, the yeah. new one, the iPhone X. It doesn't have a. It doesn't have a thumbprint anymore. It has a. It has yeah. facial recognition. And I'm like, what? You think yeah. they would? You think they would mix us up a little bit? Maybe. Maybe. I would love to. <laughs> you think oh, Siri would screw us up? <laughs> and apparently, you could just look at it, and it, as soon as you look at it, it's like, up oh, your face, you're good. But like facial recognition. Well, how that's many? How fo- everything is. Good. How many photos of you are there on the internet? That's the fucking crazy part. Or well, now it'll start to scan probably and so, find you. Yeah. So how does it know that it's you and now and not a picture? <clears throat> wow. Because you get a 24 megapixel camera, that shit is better than anything that you look like right now because yeah. it gets every detail. Every little detail. Wow. I, so, think the, I think the iPhone is the Antichrist, probably. I think that's somehow it's going to come out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sticking to Android. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just both. Like uh, Now it's, it's fucked up. I took a train ride today. I went to New York City today. Um, I had to go, go in for a meeting. And love Manhattan. Whole, what? I love Manhattan. Uh, I was in Queens. Yeah, in uh, Long Island City. But the whole time, the whole time I'm on the train, it's fucking crazy. And I, w- and I was legitimately doing work. I'm sending emails, checking things, trying to update my statuses on all my social media to hopefully appeal to more followers, all that. LinkedIn messages, the whole nine. Just going through everything, things I haven't touched in a while. And I'm sitting there, and I, oh, Jamaica. I'm like, Jamaica? I didn't even fucking look up. Yeah. The, an the hour, whole time you're on a the whole phone. fucking trainer. I didn't Wrong look up once, and I, I mean, I looked up a couple times. I'm like, this is kind of weird. I haven't looked up at all, and I, I, you know, let me take a glance up. It's see what's so going funny. On. I, so I was telling Billy two weeks ago. I was like, how do you keep up? Like, you're on Instagram, you're on Facebook, you got twelve other social media things that you're doing. 
I downloaded what Instagram for like a minute. Yeah. I like made two posts, and I'm <laughs> like, this is too time consuming, man. I I'm like, what am I doing, you know? And yeah. but for me, like, I guess when when you have that kind of personality, you just like, well, you know, for me, I felt it was a. I get caught up in that shit. It was yeah, a distraction yeah, from what I want. And I'm like, for you, you guys must have a ton of platforms that you have to put. He has a ton of platforms. It's, it's fucking crazy. It's, it, it, you got, like, it, it comes to a job. point, though, but you have to get a social media manager. You get somebody yeah, to manage right. that shit for you. But it, it's, I'm not even there yet. I, I don't, because I'm not really leveraging social media the way but I But I don't even want to be like out there on social media. It's I important, don't even though. Want to. It's important. If oh you want to brand yourself, Dude, it's yeah, that important. If you're doing that Big Cats thing, I. I don't know if you have an Instagram page or anything like I, that. I, Big Cat has everything. You name it. Okay. Like Instagram, but, Facebook, uh, fucking um, Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> it, but it's it's just, it's fucking madness. I, by the time I'm updating everything, the whole nine, I'm like, that was a whole fucking hour I spent on my phone trying to pump out content to people and whatever it is and do research and all this. I mean, I'm great. That, I'm glad the time flew, but I'm like... When I the two times I looked up, I, you know, I'm looking around the train, you know, like what's going on? God, like you don't know what's going on in the train. I'm looking up every other fucking person is buried on their phone. Well, everybody oh. has these neck problems now. From looking down, it's like a, it's a new thing. They have this neck that we a head connects to your neck. It's it's a problem. It, really, they getting these pains, which is yeah. why thanks to Billy, every other day I'm buying and he's like. Your fucking headset sucks. Get a new headset. So I'm always buying. <laughs> you have an echo in your phone all the not, time. Not man. anymore. I got now. I bought. Uh, Apple, there's an Apple, and it works with my Android, which is the only one that works now. Without the uh, Echo? Without the Echo. Horrible. So I, I don't know how people... How many times do you guys call each other a day? Eh, you know. We video chat. Yeah, hey, I'm in the shower. What are you doing, sweetheart? Yeah. I was going to say... <laughs> like Mayweather in 50 Cent. I know you met... <laughs> I know you met... Tim via the gay dating website. I just don't know if that's how you met. Yeah, hey. Tim likes to get it, though. I like to give it. Tim likes to get it. <laughs> <laughs> Love Tim. He's he's away right now. But. I'm not gonna admit any of that shit on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know this guy. <laughs> I, I, Listen, I got I heard some weird stories over the weekend of that. It's a whole other fucking. Podcast. Hey, that was one time in Brazil. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Portugal. Portugal. <laughs> <laughs> ah, whatever. Somewhere down there. So now I'm curious. Are you in real estate as well? I am. Now, so you guys, I assume you guys work together, do yeah. business together? We, we have joint ventures. We partner up on a lot of deals. Good shit, man. Oh, yeah. So That's I do awesome. that. I have it with him. I have it with a lot of different guys. We, we partner up. Vinny's good to work with because he knows what the fuck he's doing. Mm-hmm. He knows what he's doing. I don't have to train him. Yeah. You know, he finds the deals. I have a whole back up. He's smart because he looked at me and goes, Billy, you already have a platform. I don't want to have to recreate the wheel. If I bring in a deal... Let's do the deal. Have your office take care of everything else. I'll find it. I'll renovate it. You take care of the money. You take care of the bills. Take care of the closing. Take care. So it's a good partnership. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a really good partnership. And, 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 and he's smart. It's something to I'm trying to learn. People like me, and he probably has you know a dozen of guys like myself that he can leverage, and it it makes sense because I'm not doing a hundred properties a year. I'm doing you know as many as I can. Handle do. Yeah. But we him. all make money together. We have fun. We hang out. Yeah. We go to dinners. And that's the key. And we, we make money fun. together. Yeah. It's nice. We have fun. And he jerks me off a little bit afterwards. Dick. So. Sorry. No, no. I was, no, I was just going to say, you know what? We, uh, since we linked up, I and mean, we went to school together. He's a little bit older than I am, but we went to the same school. It doesn't look it, though, does it? 
But, you know, I, I was friendly. Or I knew of, of some of his old associates and stuff like yeah. that. So Max partner you were friends with. Yeah, yeah. Max, he used to beat you up as a kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, not me, my buddy. They uh, used to fight all the time. The So now in, in real estate, there's a, there's a big rumor, at least that I've heard. And now you guys are obviously in the real estate market, so I, should, I feel like you guys are the best people to ask. Do you think that there's going to be another real estate bubble coming up? Or... Are you not allowed to talk about it? Oh, no, definitely. There is. It's. I, I think it's going to happen within 36 months. I don't think it's going to be nearly as bad as it was you know, in 2007, 2008. Gotcha. But you're going to have a correction. Definitely. There's always a correction. Every, if you, you look every 10 statistically, years. every 10 years, you know, and you see where it's right cyclical. now we're at the height of the market. But the inventory is low. The mortgage <laughs> rates is extremely low. The money's Listen, cheap. The, the writing's on the wall. When you start, if you think back in 2005, 2006, 2004, 5, 6, what was happening back then? I don't know, I was a little well, kid. Well, you were a little kid. So you get into a cab. You have oh. cab drivers telling you, oh, the real estate market's hot. I just invested in this. Real estate. This is a fucking cab driver. You have hairdressers. Stock that market, were, too, was up. The stock market was crazy. Stock, stock market's market now. fucking through the roof. Right. So back then, that was happening. It's happening again now. Back then, they changed the guidelines on the mortgages. They made it very simple for anybody. Who, if you breathe, you can get a mortgage. They're doing that again now. Yeah. They're changing the mortgage. Fannie Mae just came out with a 55 back-end debt-to-income debt ratio. What does that, that mean? It means that you can borrow more with making less, basically. So you okay. can over-leverage yourself. Yeah. Um, Relax the rules. They're relaxing the rules. They're putting it, making it so you can put zero money down again. They're making it so investors can buy a property with like 10% of their own money with no income, no asset checks. So the whole market, Jesus. all the writing is back on the wall. And what that's going to do is that's going to, the only thing that they're doing smart, let me back up. The only thing they're doing smart is back in 2002 to 2007 when the market went crazy, the appraisers really had a, a, a major uh, contribution to the downfall because the appraisers were getting basically paid off by the mortgage yeah. guys and they were bringing in these values that were unrealistic mm -hmm. and that was just overly inflating, artificially rather, inflating the whole market. So a house that was really worth four, the appraiser was bringing it in for 475 and then another appraiser would see that house close and now this the house is worth four, five, 500. Then it's five and a quarter. Right, it's a domino effect. It's a domino inflation. effect. Uh, so the only thing they're doing inflation. right, the only thing they're doing right right now is the appraisers really being held to a higher standard and the appraisers are actually coming in the right numbers. Slow increments. Mm -hmm. But everything else is following suit. Everything, and you the, can't pay, you can't pay off the appraisal. Not that I've ever done that. You can't pay off these people. You can't go in a side room and say, "Hey, listen, you know, bring this in for another seventy five grand." It, it doesn't happen. The onus is on those appraisers, so they're able to you know really they're being tracked in a database. Right. I mean, it, which is good. It's a good thing that they that they put this together like that. But I think the writing's on the wall. I think three years you're gonna have a correction. I think we're gonna. I'm selling my whole rental portfolio next year. I'm getting rid of everything. Within, Holy shit, we own properties together. I just found out. <laughs> no, but within 18 were, months, we're selling it all. Together. <laughs> <laughs> so, but Billy, damn. think about think about the real estate. How it cycles. Okay, you got ups and downs and ups and downs. But the last high, it always goes higher. In the last hundred years, remember. So if your last high of you know here's your top of the market where we are today. It's going to be a correction, but it's going to go even higher. It always does. It always does. It always you look over the last hundred years, it's just the way it goes. <clears throat> but real estate has been traditionally and still today is the best investment that you can make for your family, for your business, for your own retirement. Mm -hmm. You could see it, touch it, feel it. You know, this room, you want to, uh, we buy this room, right? Okay. All right. What are we going to do with it now? All right. Let's paint it. Let's change the door. Let's put a window in. Okay. Now we got a little more value. We got the same amount of money to buy this room, and now we go look at, and we want to buy the same, we want to buy $100,000 worth of stock. 
You can't do anything to make stock go up. I can't buy more Colgate. I can't buy more Red Bull to make you know the price go yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. With a building, a hundred thousand dollars, I can paint it. I could fix it. I can do these. You things. could value it. Can do it. Yeah, you could do it. But that's things that you can control. I can take this and I can control the outcome. Real the only thing you can't control more. is when that when that bubble bursts and you're caught with fifty deals in your pipeline and you have these I'm huge monthly individual payments. one guy you know <laughs> house you know right. Like it's, it's the best investment ever is real estate over the long term. If you look at every millionaire, every millionaire, multi-billionaire that's out there, a majority of their portfolio is in real estate. Look at your yeah. boy Mayweather. I don't know if you're a McGregor fan or a Mayweather fan, but Mayweather <laughs> has got over a billion dollars in real estate assets. Really? Yeah, man. Where do you think that? he parlays that money into? Mm. Into real estate, into major shopping centers with you know A-plus tenants and, and anchor tenants. That's residual money every four weeks. I talk about it should be illegal. I don't know whoever came up with every four weeks I got to pay you for this fucking property. And granted, we're landlords. I love it. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. whoever came up with why couldn't it be once a year? I got to make a payment every four weeks. Like Oh, it's sickening. <laughs> it's unbelievable. You know, sickening. when you think about what 99% of the people work for, mm-hmm. I got to pay my rent. I got to pay my mortgage. Yeah. You know, so. So. All right, so I know that my listener base is, is generally, I would say, on the younger side, at least I think. And I'm super interested. What would your advice be if it was somebody like myself or somebody of my around my age looking to get into real estate? As an investment or as just to buy your first house? Investment. I wouldn't buy a house right now. I think buying a house is stupid at my age. Especially, one, because it ties you down. You can't leave for a while. What? If you, have, if you, rent, a ha- if you rent, you could just leave whenever you want. Listen, can I, can I, I think I can think I flip it, your I, head yeah, all around? Really, hundred percent, man. Can I, <laughs> you have you probably have four friends right now. Yeah, right. You buy a house, you rent out the rooms to them, have them pay your fucking mortgage. You have you're the king. I did this when I was twenty something years old. Yeah. Cha-ching. Oh, I thought you meant like own and live in the own house by myself. Yeah, live there. Why? But with yeah. with your friends. Oh yeah, yeah. live there. Have yeah, then you have money off. coming in. But live there for free while you're building an asset. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, a hundred percent. Absolutely, man. And not only that, let, let's just take typical. You own or rent now. I'd live with my parents. Okay. That's even better. He's a so, cellar dweller. He lives yeah, in the basement. Save, save He's a cellar dweller. All right. All right. That's cool. Save money, man. <laughs> You're a millennial, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, fit right in the textbook definition. Well, I don't know if you're fitting there, but we'll, we'll see. About that. <laughs> <laughs> is, that a, is that a fat joke? Hey. Taking you with me, buddy. No, no, Taking no. you with me. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to go down. But let's say you're paying $1,000 a month, which is nothing for rent. Okay? Yeah. You can't, even, you can't even live in this room, probably, for 1000 that thousand dollars I'm giving to Billy. He's my landlord. Every month, that's twelve thousand dollars. I'm giving. I've given that money away. Literally, with the mortgage programs that he's talking about, I can take twelve thousand dollars and I can leverage that, and I can go obtain an asset that could be income producing. Yeah. Regardless, so, so you could buy an let, asset for for three hundred thousand dollars, rent out the bedrooms and eighty of friends, and have them pay your freaking mortgage. You live there for free. Yeah. Why would you not do that? And that's what young people that, should yes. be doing. I don't know how old you are. I, I bought my first house at 20... 21. 22 I was tw- years old. 20 years old. I was 22, uh, 20 years old. When I sold that laundromat, the first thing I did was I bought a two-family house in Patchogue for 95000 By the way, I still own that house today. You know? Nice. And now that house was just appraised for, I don't know, probably like three hundred grand. So you see it continue, and that money's... I think I put down at the time seventy five hundred dollars, mm-hmm. maybe sixty five hundred. Yeah, I heard the biggest thing with that is one: the taxes crush all the profit that you're going to make, at least on Long Island. 
Well, if you're going to buy rentals out here, you got to buy them right. You can't buy a house that's going to have $15,000 in a tax base. Yeah. Right? But you got to Listen, your numbers. age, at your age, you buy a house, you'll have four friends who have the mindset no that you doubt. had that they don't want to be tied down. You rent out the room soon. We're rent doing the, the fucking rooms. podcast from your basement soon, you know? Yeah. That's, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you have a whole studio right there yep. set up, yep. you know? You think about what you pay for the, you know, this whole space. I mean, but getting onto the flipping side or getting onto the investment side, you got to look at the real estate as two things. If you flip, it's almost like a job. You got to go out there and get the next house, fix it, renovate it, flip it. So it's a job, yeah. right? But you got to take those profits and you got to put it into long term assets, cash flow. Yeah. You put it into a two family, into a three family, into a, a small house that has low taxes that you can rent out and make three, four, right. five hundred dollars a month positive cash flow. It doesn't sound like a lot, but it adds but up. It adds up. You start Cut having out. you have two of these. You have three of them. You have five of them. You have ten. By the time you're fifty years old. You could have 40, 50 houses, and they could be paid for free and clear. Yeah, and then you and then you're not even making five hundred dollars. You're making right now you're now just fifteen hundred dollars per house. Fifteen two thousand profit a house. Yeah, that think about times that times fifty. Now you yeah. got a hundred thousand dollars a month, a month coming in positive cash flow. Now you're in Miami on the yacht, you know, when the check's coming in. Every, you know, you're not I mean? working. You're yeah, not you stressed. Know. You got a property manager taking care of your houses. You're paying out eight percent to the property. I mean, and, it makes sense. And it's called residual money. You do the work one time. And you get paid over and over. Mailbox yeah. money, baby. Mailbox love it. money. I love love it. You know, what What? what mm. he's talking about flipping, it's linear income. So what that means is, yeah, you can, you know, you'll make your, your hit. You'll get 30, 40, 50, 60 grand. But then you got to get back on the elevator and you got to jump off. Mm. January 1 again, you got to start over again. So what he's talking about is linear. Now you take that money and you invest it into residual money and so, that money comes in yeah so what I, I i looked at this and i said you know what i love the flipping game i also love the the whole the uh, what do you call it game the the long-term rental game mm-hmm. so i figured out i want to build this business because this investment business to me it's a business it's a widget how do i pull myself out to where i don't have to be there every day and still have two three four hundred thousand dollars a month coming into the business without me being there not just from rentals but from the flipping side yeah. so I created systems I created a whole process where everybody in the office has a role they're all doing it for me I don't have to be there mm-hmm. the, the, the properties are flipping so yeah you still have to just like any business in a car used car business or a, a car business that you're gonna do you still have to have the inventory come in you got to buy it you have to sell it but it's a business that if the owner is smart he has it set up he can walk away and the things bring it in six to ten to fifteen million dollars a year it's the same thing on the flipping side if you're doing it yourself you got to go out and you always have to you have to do that widget by yourself but if you set the business up the right way to where people are doing it for you and you have a mechanism to track your leads coming in to track the profitability you could basically have a company a nice company whatever what, what do you want to make you want to make fifty thousand a month you want to make ten thousand a month. You want to make a hundred thousand. You want to make two hundred grand a month. Whatever you want to make on the flipping side, you can do if you set the business up. But the real wealth is made by investing those profits, whether you're doing it full time yourself and picking up the hammer and renovating, or you have crews doing it for you, or you have a business where everything's being done. The smart people take that money and they invest it in the long term assets that are going to produce cash flow and appreciate in value. Damn. And to circle all the way back, this whole thing, he's still talking about a business. The business starts with a decision. So all, whoever, young people are listening, when they actually take their passion and they make a decision to start a business, all of these things then come. The system's in place. Then you can remove yourself and have a business. That's, mm. that's what this country was built on, entrepreneurship. And when you do what you love, it's not work. You know, I said to you earlier, I didn't really work this whole summer at all. I literally didn't work. But I'm back doing he's, the hustle now. When he says I'm he's working. not working, he's connected 24 hours. He's always seen the deals. He's at, 
he may think it's not working, but that's for even for me. Like I'll be on the phone with China, my girlfriend. What are you doing at two in the morning? Oh, nothing. I'm I'm talking to China. But the thing is, you don't. Have to, I don't have to be there. You don't think it's yeah. work. You think it's yeah? Because it's just this a part to me of is not work. work. This is this not is work. The, yeah, but this is the but easy now part. I'm I'm literally I'm in now. I'm working 14, 15, 16 hours a day right now, and I'm not I'm not I don't dread it. I love it. It's not work. Yeah. Even though I'm physically going to my office and I'm doing the hustle because this is what I do. September, for like the first three, four, five months after the, after the summer, I do the hustle. But I don't get, I don't, I'm not like, oh, I fucking got to get up yeah. and go to the office. You don't wake up. I like, wake up at four o'clock in the morning and I'm like, I can't fucking wait to go to the gym <laughs> and to get to the office. Like, it's a complete mental shift. Yeah. I love what I do. I don't work. I got the best fucking thing. I got the best gig in the world, man. I fucking go to work every day. I help people with their houses. My office makes money. My employees make money. They're happy. They're running around. I love what I do. This is not work to me. Yeah. This is a fucking That's the mo- yeah. game. It's a game. It's far too often I see people that absolutely hate their job. And, and I, I happen to be extremely lucky and fortunate with both this and nerds <clears throat> that, like I said, it's really not work. People are like, oh, what do you do for work? I'm like, oh, it's not really work, but I, I, I work at the nerds I care. They, they pay me a salary. But other than that, they're like, well, what do you do? I'm like, oh, I, we do a lot of stuff. I mean, but it's fun. I don't, right. It's not daunting. It's not, it's it's never like, oh, fuck, I got to go to, the only time it's, oh, fuck, I got to go to the office is usually when I'm hungover. But other than that, <laughs> it's, <laughs> that's it. It's, it's, nobody wants to do anything when they're hungover. But other than that, I see all these people like, oh, you know, I got to, I got to trek all the way here. It takes me an hour. Like, I just met these two people on the train today. They're, they're like, oh, you know. We don't even get we don't even get our first paycheck yet, and I'm like, "What do you guys do?" They're like, "Oh, we're teachers." I'm like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." They're like, "Well, cost me a thousand dollars to set up my room, yeah, and I got to do all this about everything." And teachers I'm like, "Notoriously the cheapest fucking." I'm like, <laughs> "I'm like, I mean, we uh, whatever." The fact that you don't to, get to, I, it sucks that you I don't get a teachers. paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> they're important, but they're great. They call dinks double income, no chi- no children, yeah, and they always make money and they always qualify. I love them. I love you, teachers. <laughs> I've heard that before. Gay guys, though. Nothing against, nothing against gay guys, but apparently gay guys. Love gay guys. Yep. Love, I'm half gay. I love them. <laughs> the bottom half. Yeah. <laughs> uh, dual income, no kids, though. I've heard that before. Yeah. But uh, I just, I'm like, they're like, oh, you know, really sucks. We got to take the commute. I'm like, you guys haven't said a single positive thing about the whole day. It's horrible. I'm like, it? this is. Fu- you're driving and you're taking a fu- you're getting you know driving what sucks is doing roofing and fucking you know when it's snowing and raining outside and and you know what these guys that might fucking love that these, these, listen God but bless yeah, them there are they're, God bless they're them. out there it's, it's the individuals people who are miserable are miserable that's the bottom it's line a state, it's a it's a, it's state a mental of state you know what makes me miserable my curtain the other day fell down right and I'm like fuck man I can't get this fucking can't fix this curtain <laughs> things been down, down on my ground for two weeks now I'm like, my girlfriend goes, are you going to ever fix this curtain? I'm like, I wish I could fucking fix it. I know how to write checks. I can't fucking turn a screwdriver, though, you know? <laughs> and he flips houses. <laughs> Thank you. Exactly. It's, it's, Thank just, you. Guess what? He doesn't have to know how to do it. Thank that, you. Yeah, you just got to know how to write the deals. Right. You just got to understand value. And you have to, you know, you have to work hard. My dad worked hard. And he always told me, Vincent... I want you to be a little different. I want you to work smart. And my father just, I mean, amazing. Even though he didn't become a mechanic. No, no. (laughs) He always said work smart, but work hard at working smart. Mm. I've always remembered that, you know. So that's why I love the real estate game because the real estate game, and I love the business game because when you're an entrepreneur, 
I can only sell something I love. Everything that we were talking about, all these businesses, mm-hmm. every single one of them, I tried it. I, I, I literally made love to it, and I loved it. And that's yeah. how I can only put it out to the public when you love something. Yeah. You gotta you know, believe in your product. I can't. I that's, can't sell this. That's the other biggest thing. You have to believe. You when I sell, see somebody that doesn't believe in their product, you see right through it. Oh my god! They do it for the Get money. out of the business, man. For anybody who's doing something, selling something, especially salesmen who are yeah. selling something they don't believe in, go sell something. Yo, you, you can't you even can, fucking lie your way through. You can it, pick man. up on it within thirty seconds. Yep, I'm like. I see them all the time. Like you, I can. And the salespeople feel. don't see that. They don't recognize. They don't. They don't see that in themselves. You know. That's why most people are just fucking lost. Yep. You know. There's like five percent of us that are out there actually making shit. Grinding. Happen. Yeah. Yeah, man. Absolutely. It's it's fucked up. It's and it all comes back to that whole. And I've talked about this numerous, numerous, numerous times on the podcast. It's you have to do. It's not the. Uh, granted, it took me a little while to get on the get the podcast going. But you have to fucking do it, and then it's and then it's kind of, it's crazy too because like I was saying before, the people who want me to get ads, but all these people, oh, I'm gonna make you successful, I'm gonna help you with this. I'm like I didn't, nope. I didn't ask for help. I'm on the track of where no I want to be. Do it. You got to do it. If I even if I get a million followers, great. If I make enough money to pay for the room and upgrade the shit, I'm fucking happy with the picking shit. Like that's that's it. Anything over that is amazing. But that's all I'm looking to do. I'll give but you one more example. And that'll I help people. We got here, but you know, last night we got, gotta, we got time. Okay, yeah. we actually we actually don't have too much oh. time because we we actually <laughs> got to go. <laughs> That's why he said that. We actually got to go. We're already twenty two minutes late for, for dinner. <laughs> but I'll I'll so it up you got to schedule me with a little more time before dinner. Well, I, what do you have? A two hour fucking podcast? It's an hour and a half. Nobody wants I to listen said, to a fucking hour and a half. We're an hour and fifteen minutes. Just in so already. you know, just so you know, if you do any research on podcasts, yeah. the shorter the better. The most successful podcasts out there. I think, you know, a half 35 hour. to yeah. 45 minutes. And no don't bullshit. don't get me wrong. This is a, I mean, you got some good people on. We'll probably have some good fun stories and shit. I don't know who else. You, I'm going to now go back and, and see what you yeah, got yeah. going on here. But, um, you know, just to uh, just to sum up again what we were talking about. I got a real, I got a call last night from a realtor. It was like 7.30. Vincent, hot house just came out. Boom. Jumped in the car. I'd tell my, my buddy, yo, I'm going to look at a house. He's like, now? Like, yeah. What do you mean? It's dark out. I love look. I can look at fucking houses twenty four hours a day. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm not. In a, I'm not in a horse and buggy. I'm in because a you love what you do, man. You yeah, love what, what you do. Like, it's not that's work. That's the thing. I'm not. I don't care. Jump right in the truck. Go to look at a deal. And I'm like, nah. You know what? I'm not gonna. We're gonna offer this. Well, we already got an offer ten thousand high. I'm like, ah, it's not worth it. But if I didn't just go and look and see it and touch it and feel it. You know, then and if you didn't do it that night, you would have been like a little kid all night. Yeah, oh, like, I can't. I wonder know, what the house looks like. Just right. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. You know, so it's just a thing of like, just I get so hyped up on the shit sometimes. I, love I can't what fucking I do. sleep. I love what I do, man. Between the bike business, between real estate, doing business with my buddy. I mean, I'm. I'm it makes life fun. It's I just feel so blessed and yeah. fortunate. You know, it's a good feeling. Absolutely. All right, let's wrap this shit up, guys. Right, uh, how do people find you? Should we close in prayer? <laughs> <laughs> we have sinned. Um, uh, how do people find you guys? If you yeah, give yourself some plugins. Uh, you can find me on uh, BigCatUSA.com if you want to open up a Big Cat dealership anywhere in the country. Um, if you want to buy a bike, you can go to BigCatBikes.com. Um, otherwise, you can see me in the real estate game with my boy over here, Billy. And my yep. name is Vincent Gebbia. Vincent Gebby, a handsome bastard. You can find me online at uh, maxreturnsrei.com. If you want to invest in real estate 
definitely uh, look me up there. Give me a call, 800-793-5015, extension 100. We can talk about investing, whether you want to do it passively or actively. If you want to buy properties, give me a call. We have tons of properties that we offload. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, BillyAlvaro.com, LinkedIn, BillyAlvaro.com. I'm, like, I'm all over the place. You can find me basically anywhere, anywhere out there. Good shit. Yeah, it's all good stuff. Taking a photo. There we go. Love it, boys. All right, guys. Thanks for good. having me. Thank here. you, sir. Hey, great, no great problem. Great job, man. bro. Hey, yo, God bless you, man. You're going to do amazing it. with this. Thanks, guys. All right, till next time. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening in. Really, really do appreciate it. Thank you so much to Draft Hop for sponsoring the giveaway. BrutallyHonestPodcast.com. Extras. You can go sign up for the giveaway. It's also on the um, Instagram header, bio, something of that nature, whatever the fuck it is. Um, there you can find it. You can also find it on the Facebook page as well. Um, so thank you so much to them. Hang Hills Brewery, thank you for sending me some delicious beer. And they also sent me some extra apparel as well, some bottle openers, coaster, and other jazz. So thank you so much for that. Um, and thank you so much to the Nerds That Care for sponsoring the show. Really, really do appreciate it. They give me the ability to continue producing the show. So thank you so much. And basically what the Nerds That Care is, if you missed the beginning, it is a, I don't want to say one-stop shop, but basically anything that touches technology they're involved with, whether it is websites or phones or getting you to the right people, helping your business stay active and running, um, even in when your computers aren't working correctly. They're getting them fixed so your employees or yourself are remaining productive and you're not wasting time in the office. Uh, compliance is huge right now. As I said in the beginning, some serious laws coming out. If you are a financial institution, law firm, insurance agency, I would hope that people are brushing up on it, at least if you live in the United States. So, something to look into. And thanks so much, guys, for listening. Really appreciate it. Uh, thank you for taking, thank you for spending an hour and 20 minutes with me. And then some. Uh, means a lot to me. More shows to come. I think I'm doing four shows next week, if I recall off the top of my head. So, I'm going to be super, super busy next week. And I got stuff coming up for the next couple weeks as well. So look forward to it. Until next time, guys. Peace.